Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm an entrepreneur and business mentor bringing you fun and thought-provoking conversations around money, business, and personal development. This podcast is for the go-getters and the dream chasers, for the ones who want to build the business of their dreams, optimize their mind, and improve their life. So if that's you, buckle in and let's send it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast for another episode. This one feels quite cool because it's the first time I'm recording a business episode in a hot minute because the last episode we did was actually an episode of Spill the Tea, um, which was all about like my pregnancy and things like that. So it felt very, very personal. And then prior to that, we had the previous two episodes were actually re-releases of past episodes we've done that performed very, very well that we wanted to get back in your ear holes. So we kind of republished old episodes. And one of the reasons that we did that was because they were incredible, first of all, but secondly, because I was away on my baby moon slash honeymoon. And um, whilst I could have batched recorded content prior to going away, I made the decision not to for the podcast because I had a lot of other things where I wanted to more focus on, you know, batching content for social media. I wanted to focus more on offer creation um, and I didn't want to put myself in this position where I was had so much to do and create in the lead up to my holiday that it took away the excitement of the holiday. So the podcast was just, I guess, the thing that I decided to not batch ahead of time and we decided to go down the route of republishing episodes. But um, if you haven't listened to them, they're both incredible. One is um, on all things content and the other one was one of the interviews that I did with my husband, Oscar, on like money, uh, business, investing, all the things. It's actually been our most downloaded episode to date. So it's a goodie. However, I'm back. It's a new year. I am back from my honeymoon, back from my baby moon. We've done the Spill the Tea episode, so this is officially the first episode that I am re-recording. It is new content. This is a never-release-before episode, and we're going to go down the content bandwagon again because, one, I'm teaching content codes right now, so just content feels so relevant um, in what I'm thinking about teaching, living, breathing, doing. And secondly, because it's a new year, so I'm kind of going to go with a theme of content, but I'm going to go with something that I've seen a little bit trending lately, which is the ins and outs. And I've seen a lot of people's like ins and outs for the year, and I'm going to do ins and outs specific to content and even more specific than just to content. I'm going to do it more to content for personal brands. Now, when I say personal brands, I basically mean any business or brand where there is a face to that business. So if you are a service provider, an influencer, a coach of any kind, fitness, business, mindset, whatever, if your business or brand has a face and is built around a individual person and you have, you know, one-to-one offers or services and things like that, this is very much going to be relevant for you. 
However, there's absolutely things that if you have more of a faceless brand or you have more of a a corporate brand or something like that, there will absolutely be things that you can take away from this. So for example, let's use e-com as an industry. Some e-coms, the brand is the brand, but the... There's still a lot of the founder of that e-com brings themselves into the business and showcases and, and speaks and everyone knows who the founder is versus there's other e-com businesses where you would have no idea who the owner is. You would have never seen their face before and you just interact with that brand. Um, whether you you know are or aren't, there's still going to be things that you take away. But if there is your face involved in your business... This is more who I'm speaking um, speaking to. So, I have been observing. I've been observing trends, and when I say observing trends, I don't mean I'm not referring to I observe what's trendy right now in terms of like a, a trending type of reel or anything like that. What I say when I mean that I observe trends is I observe seasons of changes in buying behavior or um, uh, consumer behavior, social behavior, things like that over time. So I'm more referring to when I say I observe trends, I'm observing data and the way people's behavior changes as opposed to I observe what song is trending on TikTok reels like that's not really what I'm saying so I just wanted to discern that when I say like I observe trends I don't want you guys to think of like getting caught up in what's trending right now but more just like on a larger scale than that so I've been observing trends observing really what a lot of people are getting you know pulled to engaging with what's making them buy uh, what people is what's really building more trust and credibility for people and what people are starting to lose interest or lose connection with and it's interesting because there's things that I think that in 2023 and even 2022 and earlier there were some things that I think that actually built trust for for brands, personal brands, and now they're just not hitting the same and it's not working. There's things that I saw that um, people love seeing from influencers that now it's almost having a bit of a, a backwards effect and it's just not working as well and it's not performing as well. So this is something I've been observing for quite some time. It's something I've also had conversations with my husband about because he loves observing trends and things like that as well. So there's been totally things that like he's recognized and we've, we've soundboarded off each other. But basically, I have written down what I believe are going to be the content ins and outs for personal brands this year. So we're going to start with the outs. And the first thing that I think is going to be out is inauthentic content. Now, you may hear inauthentic content and say, well, hasn't that always been out? Like who who wants inauthentic content? No one's ever wanted that. But I mean this in a little bit more of a sneaky way. So there's been things where previously a certain kind of content was seen as 
authentic and I'm doing that with little bunny ears seen as authentic and people love seeing it because they were seeing something new or seeing influencers or business owners or people in environments they hadn't seen them before so it felt very like oh this is so vulnerable and to give you an example of that would be where you would see people kind of like do day in the life vlogs and the camera would come down and you would see their alarm clock go off and then you would see them like getting up out of bed and things like that. And that worked so fucking well. It worked incredibly well. And as I said, the reason it worked incredibly well was because people were seeing people in environments that they weren't used to. It was so new. So it really felt like, oh my God, I'm peeking behind the curtain. Like I'm seeing them in their bedroom. I'm seeing their morning routine. I'm seeing the pajamas they wake up in in the morning. And it felt like you were witnessing very, very vulnerable content. And it felt like you were really getting to know that person. And so it created a lot of connection and content like this performed incredibly well. Fast forward, this content is now so incredibly saturated. We have seen it so many times and it now no longer feels vulnerable. It no longer feels like peeking behind the curtain. People are actually starting to see that content for what it is, which is inauthentic content. It's curated content. Now, how do we know it's curated content as opposed to authentic content? The way we know that is because we know that that person, actually their alarm had already gone off. They had already got up, got out of bed, probably brushed their teeth, brushed their hair, made sure their pajamas looked all cute and then they hopped back in bed with their iPhone set up to record that scene. Now that is a recorded scene. It's not in the moment organic raw content and this is the difference. So I believe that content like this is going to start performing poorly and I do believe that as it performs poorly, there may be some content that sits in a middle ground that maybe doesn't, uh, does well for some people and not for other people. And an example of content like this could be anything where you're not re-recording something, but people still know you had to kind of like set your camera up to record it. So I'll give you a prime example is sometimes I film myself working at my laptop and things like that. And This can really go one of two ways because in one sense, I'm not re-recording a scene where I've already done it, already lived it, and now I'm like, okay, now I've got to record what it looked like when I did that thing. So it's not inauthentic in that sense, but there's still this level of just like you're setting a camera up and working like you're pretending the camera's not there kind of vibe. So this is kind of middle ground content. I still personally have been doing content like this because as I said, I'm not re-recording or quote unquote faking a scene. Um, half the time I forget my camera's even there and then I'll end up with like 20 minutes of footage on my phone and, and I'm like, oh, and I, you know, have to cut it and crop it and whatever. Um, and I personally still like seeing that content myself. And a lot of time I like to create what I like to see. So I'm still playing with the middle ground content, but there's a chance that even this content starts performing poorly. I'm not sure. I've still got to keep observing where that goes. But anything where it really is just blatantly inauthentic. I'm going to give you another example. And this one really gives me the ick personally. This is coming down to a bit of a trending thing that I'm seeing at the moment. And when I say trending this time, I actually do mean like trendy content. 
it's the putting the lip gloss on at the start of a reel and then saying what you want to say. Inauthentic content. Inauthentic content. We know that you weren't just putting lip gloss on. We know, like, we know that you were, you know, sat down, got your camera ready, made sure you looked really good, press play, put some lip gloss on and then started speaking and it just feels really, really odd. And it's funny because I recently did literally a piece of content, but where this was different and that the discernment piece was I created a piece of content putting lip gloss on and I didn't create it like I was like, oh, putting lip gloss on. Oh, didn't see you there. Hey, let's get into it. I was actually creating it and putting on the lip gloss as part of a scene. And it was very, very clear that it was a scene. And, you know, it was one where it said, oh, she's just doing that to get attention and things like that. So I, there's nothing wrong with putting lip gloss on. There's nothing wrong with putting makeup on. That That's not what I'm saying. But it's like, are you positioning it like you didn't know the camera was there or you were already mid doing that when you started filming. That's the, that's what I'm getting at where people film in a way as though the camera just caught them, right? Candid content. I think fake candid content is going to start performing less effectively and people now just are coming full circle, coming back to just smile at the camera or just acknowledge the camera or don't pretend that you don't know it's there when when you do. And I think content like this is going to perform a lot better. I've even seen, you know, some other people I know that are that run businesses and they'll set their camera up to record what they're doing and like halfway through like they look at the camera and they don't smile or anything like that, but they acknowledge that it's there. They're not like pretending they don't know that, you know, they're on fucking Big Brother or something like that. So there's a discernment here because I don't want anyone to think like take things to extremes, but that's ultimately what you can think about. Am I recording content in a way that I'm trying to pretend the camera is not there and act like I just got caught in the moment, big brother vibes, but it's actually very curated content or am I acknowledging the curation? Am I being honest about the curation? Am I being authentic about the fact that, and and very, very clear and upfront and, and obvious with the fact that I know that I'm filming? That's kind of the difference. So it's not so much what you're doing, but it's how you're doing it and how you're trying to position that content. That's what I ultimately think is going to be the difference between people liking the kind of content or not. They want authenticity. They want honesty. They want transparency. They want just like acknowledge, don't pretend, don't bullshit us. They don't want like, yeah, it's just the inauthentic things just not going to be the vibe. So again, You can start a reel putting lip gloss on, but don't try and do it in a way that you're pretending you just got candidly captured putting lip gloss on because it's ick. Same thing. Don't pretend that you just like don't do a big stretch out of bed when it's like you've already got up and out of bed. You've already done your fucking stretch. You know what I mean? It's it's just um, I just don't think it's going to perform well. I think authentic content's coming back this year. Okay, so the second out which kind of ties into the inauthentic theme, but I think it's going to be overly perfect, aesthetic, 
curated content. And this can come in a couple of different ways. This can come through, um, you know, very heavily, perfectly curated professional videography. It can come through a down to something as simple as recording with very over the top filters and things like that. I think people are so fucking over the filter thing. I think that it's very 20... 21, 2022, the filter thing was huge. I think we saw a massive reduction in filters being used last year. And I think we're going to see a massive reduction in filters being used again this year. And I still like me a good filter. Um, I know a lot of people do, but I think what's going to be important is just using ones that are more natural or their filtration of colors and they maybe match like your brand aesthetic and things like that. But filters that alter your face and things like that, especially with the rise of like AI and and stuff like that. I truly believe natural beauty, natural um, photography is going to be a point of difference. In a sea of everything looking airbrushed, everything looking very AI and and digital and edited, I think a point of difference now is going to be unedited raw content. I think people, again, that ties back into the authenticity thing as well. I think one of the ways in which people are going to stand out, it's actually going to feel refreshing seeing, yeah, really raw natural footage and photos and things like that because we now, it's so normalized to see the opposite. So, I think that overly perfect content is out. The same thing with, as I said, kind of like videography-based content and things like that. I don't think that – I think what's overly saturated as an example, especially in the coaching space, specifically with women, is content where it's kind of like, you know, uh, kind of like those reels of behind the scenes of a photo shoot and things like that. I have lots of this content. I'm probably still going to post it and use it, to be honest. I still like it. It's still – I'm like – fuck yeah, I look great. That's a cool video. I'll still use it. However, just because I'm using it doesn't mean I think it's going to be the most in content or perform the best. I actually don't. So that's just me being honest with you guys. I'll probably still post content like this, but I, I think it's out. I think it's out. I think that we're over it. I think we're sick of seeing another behind the scenes of your professional photo shoot real with some text slapped over. I think people bored of it, being there, done that. There was a phase that it was really cool because people doing branding shoots and stuff was really new. I think, again, so saturated, being there, done that, people are over it. I think they they want more just like you, living your life, doing things, having your coffee, like just doing more day-to-day um, life stuff as opposed to like the really professional branded kind of stuff. Same thing goes with, you know, creating reels that are very, very high quality recorded and edited by a videographer or something like that versus just like, just record it on your iPhone, slap it together and... It seems to perform really well. The same thing goes for uh, people doing overly edited videos and things like that. There was a time where the cooler edits you could do, the better the engagement would get. Like if you could do really cool transitions, if you could bring in like cool colors and graphics and things like that, it was like the season of like the transition. Content like that performed incredibly well. There's now a lot of apps and things like that that can automate that for you and a lot of people have developed their skill set in that area. Again, 
It's now saturated and honestly, I have observed other business owners and I have observed my own content and literally reels that will be one video, not multiple little clips, not cool transitions, 10 seconds of the same piece of video footage with whatever writing over it performs better than reels where I edit all the videos together. I do all the cool transitions. It's it's honestly just the content that's like, I could just be walking down the street and, and it performs better than content where I put in so much fucking effort. So it's a little bit funny, but this is going to be one of those things where sometimes less effort is actually going to be what wins out. So um, there's a multitude of things in there. Obviously, there's like the style of editing, there's the quality of editing, there's filters, there's all of that. But as an umbrella, I think that perfectly curated, going too over the top with quality content Again, I think it's out for personal brands. People want to come back to the person. They want to come back to the human. They want to come back to feeling like they're watching content that that really is yours, not just stuff that you've got someone else to create. They're there to follow you, to be plugged into your business. I think the overly professional thing, the overly aesthetic thing, the it girl content, I think it's going to die personally. The next thing, I'm not going to touch on this too much, but I think like what's out is heavily relying on one single type of content. Um, There was a time where, you know, everyone was doing the real thing and they would only post reels. And then there was a time where people, it was all the carousels and then it was all the feed posts and it was, you know, people going to an extreme with like, this is the kind of content that performs best and let's do it. I think that's out. I think what's in is you creating content that is different types and that suits what it is that you're saying and the message that you're delivering. There's some things that I wouldn't put as a reel because I think it just for the client experience reads better as a carousel. Even though I know reels get more views, I will still do it as a carousel because from a client perspective um, experience level, I'm like reading this just works better in a carousel. I don't care if I get less views or whatever. Those who are going to read it, this is more effective. But then also sometimes reels can bring, you can bring more personality. There can be more engagement. So I think just using different kinds of content. I think what's out is basically doing any single one type of content in an attempt to hack the algorithm and starting to do content in a way that actually benefits the client experience. Okay, so that actually leads to my next one and I basically kind of just said my next one, but I think prioritizing engagement over the client experience is out. Prioritizing engagement over client experience is out. An example, posting a reel that gets people hooked and then says, find out in the caption, fuck you, we hate you. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Goodbye. I do not read the caption because you just annoyed me so fucking much that now you don't get my, you don't get my time. <laughs> I'm literally not reading it. And there was a time for about five fucking minutes that this performed really well. And then everyone started doing it and it just ruined reels. It ruined reels. It broke up the feed. It was like, if you're just going to tell me to go to the caption, go and post a static post with a fucking caption where I'm not going to hear the music over and over and over on replay just so I can drive up your views for you. Just so I can meet your vanity shit. No, that 
shit frustrates me. That's one example and I think it's out. I think people are annoyed by it and they're sick of it. And people can tell when you're creating content that that you care more about your views increasing than you do about people actually enjoying reading your content, absorbing your content. It's it's just an ick and it's not the vibe. So what is out for 2024 is creating content where you care more about going viral or getting views than you do about how someone feels interacting, reading, watching, or engaging with your content. Now, what I'm not saying is you can't be smart about being like, oh, how could I increase my views on this? You get to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. However, don't do it at the cost of client experience, right? Make sure the client experience is there. Make sure the reel is still engaging to watch, has a good flow that they can hold and pause and read without being like, oh, like, you know, when you keep missing it, you know, that thing where it's like, you're fine if you've got to put your finger down and hold it to pause and read. But you know, the people that create the reels where it disappears so quick that you try and do it four times and you keep missing, like you can't even get the hold in because it goes so quick. That's another example of content that is not considering client experience. You're, you're trying to do that on purpose so that people watch your reel multiple times and you get more views. It's not the vibe. So I'm not going to go any more into that because it's out. <laughs> it's out. I'm claiming it. Um, and then I kind of touched on this one before with like the perfectly curated stuff, but I just think it girl content's going to be out this year. I just, I think that, and I, loved this in 2022, even a bit into 2023. Like it gave me like Pinterest vibes. It gave me like inspiring, cool, like loved it. It was nice to just see things really aesthetic and beautiful and perfect. And like, I wanted to save and and screenshot. And I think we're over it. I think we're over it. I think again, a lot of things that are being overly saturated, I think we're over it. And I think we, we don't want we, it ties into the inauthentic thing. And I think that we just want more real, real content. So that's that. So basically I'm not really going to go far into the ins because I believe that most of the ins are pretty much opposite of the outs. I think what's in is very, very authentic content, real raw, filmed in the moment, no filters, just natural human content, a lot more first take content, that can be taken too far. Don't take the first take content so far that you, again, ruin client experience. Client experience is really important. So if you film an Instagram story and you go, uh, fuck, forgot what I was going to say, tongue twister, ha ha ha, and then you're like, oh, but it's, you know, my first take and I fucked up and I'll just keep recording. No one really likes watching that. Record it again, get to the point. But there's a difference between you actually being a little bit like, not borderline emotionally dumpy, but like not considerate of your audience's time and like how they view that content, how they're going to receive it. And like, they just don't need to be watching 45 seconds of you mumbling, rambling, fucking up before you get to the point. Just get to the point, re-record it again. However, don't take it to the extreme that you record the content 25 times because you need to be perfect and look perfect and can't stuff up one word, for an example. There is a happy middle ground to that. So yeah, more like first take content, less filters, things like that. I think potent storytelling 
is back. And I know for some people it never really left and and some people have always kept storytelling at the forefront of, you know, their socials and things like that. But I definitely think we saw a reduction in it and I think storytelling is going to come back a lot more prevalent. When I say potent storytelling, I believe that this is going to be stories that have a key message that's of value to the viewer that also doesn't waffle or use stories as a diary. So where I think people stopped really enjoying that story content, that, you know, day in the life content, that influencer-based content was people started caring more about their time. There was a phase of social media where people would use it uh, quite mindlessly. They would just like watch whatever you had to say, share. They would watch through the stuff ups, the uh, bloopers, the re-records and things like that. And then I think people got over that where it was kind of a little bit like, why are you telling us like we don't care? And it's funny because I remember seeing a lot of people say like, no one probably cares, but da da da. And, and they actually did care, but now I actually think they don't. So it's kind of like giving the vibes of someone going through their shopping haul and they do 20 million slides per item of their shopping haul rather than just like pulling out the item, showing the next one. It's kind of like get to the point vibes. So I think people waffled a lot with storytelling. I think people overshared. I think they didn't consider their audience's time, point of view, or the experience of watching. And so it stopped engaging or performing very well. So they stopped doing it all together. But I think we're going to find a healthy equilibrium. So I think storytelling's in telling more stories, sharing more things about your journey, what you're doing, what you're up to. But from a way, and this is the most important thing, is there an underlying key message or is there a point to this story that's of value to the consumer? I think people went so far with the storytelling thing that it was, I don't want to use the word selfish, but it was just like, it was so they could use their social media as a personal diary. They didn't think enough about the client, the consumer and who was listening. And this is the middle gap now. Stories are coming back. People sharing a little bit more of that influencer style content's coming back. However, the stories you share and the things you tell about your personal life, it needs to be potent, clear, concise, not waffling. And there needs to be an underlying key message or value to the consumer. If you miss out on this, it is a personal diary. It is not a brand building piece of content. It is not building connection and it is not going to engage. There needs to be an underlying piece of value when you share that content. However, it is in so long as you can do that. Okay, and then the final thing that I think is in is just more personality-based content. I think people are not wanting to just be like like read education, be told things, hear your perspectives. Yes, they want that. They want to learn. They want to have, you know, build their awareness. They want to build, you know, on their knowledge and things like that and all of that. But they also want it to be delivered in a way that it feels like there's personality to the content. It's not just like a dry, informative carousel. It brings in your personality, your style, your tonality, your language. It feels engaging and it's not boring. So I think people still want that content, but it's not going to cut it to just deliver it in a way that you're doing your 
year 10 oral presentation and you've got some fucking PowerPoint slides. That's not going to cut it. It needs to feel, again, not like you're delivering an oral presentation. It actually needs to feel like you're sharing with your audience in a way that is very, very authentically you. So more personality-based content and you can do that through your copy. You can do that through, you know, creating reels and whatever. But I think people want to see more of you. They want to see your style of humor. They want to see what things that you like, the words that you use. And I think that personality-based content is going to perform incredibly well Another example of personality-based content is I don't think people care that your content looks beautiful, perfect, and aesthetic. I think that they care that it's you. So, for example, if you're going to do a photo shoot for your business and your personal brand, don't wear shit that you wouldn't actually wear. Just because it's trendy, just because it's the the it girl, just because it's in fashion, just because it looks cool for the content, I think that's that's what's out. Doing things that looks cool for the content, but actually isn't reflective of your true style of personality. So I think that you, even if you are going to do the high quality aesthetic stuff, make sure your personality is still visible in that content. Make sure that the colors, what you're wearing, how you're posing, like it's very, very you. If you are a very happy, bubbly, smiley, hyperactive person and you're not often very serious, don't go and do a photo shoot where you're not smiling and you're doing like boss girl stare in all of the photos. It's not you. It doesn't reflect your personality. So make sure your facial expressions, your body language, and again, like the things that you wear, it needs to be more you for people to engage. They don't care that your feed looks pretty. They care that when they watch and interact with your feed, there is congruency between what they're seeing and who you actually are. So If there's anything that you guys take away from this, it's probably that the biggest trend for 2024 that is going to be in is authenticity. And I know we've heard that word so many fucking times and even that word saturated, but I think that there's an evolution to what authenticity means. I think we're seeing changes in the online and digital space of what it actually means to be authentic online and the way in which people uh, perceive your authenticity is going to be looking a little bit different moving forward. So if you're a business, if you're a personal brand, start just taking these things into consideration. Start thinking about how you can bring more of your personality online, where you can be a little bit more raw and authentic, where you're potentially doing certain content styles that may be damaging your brand or creating disconnect from your audience. And just start getting a little bit more savvy with the way in which you're creating content. Again, it can still be strategic. That doesn't mean you're being inauthentic. It just means that you run a business and you're being smart and intentional and a CEO and an entrepreneur, you still get to be smart. You still get to want to optimize views. You still get to want to optimize visibility, get followers, things like that. That can still be part of the plan, but don't focus so much on that, that you, that your brand or even you as a person lose your own authenticity. I think that's going to be very, very important for this year. So on the theme of content, if you guys haven't seen on Instagram, something that we have coming up within the next couple of months is a new offer called 
social game. And I'm very, very, very excited to be running this. Why? Because it's different to anything I've ever run before. It is not a course or a program. It is not you sitting down and watching video trainings where you're going to learn on X topic. Will there be trainings in there? Yes. But social game is actually more interaction and action-based as opposed to learning-based. So this is much more going to be a program where we're going to be running it for an entire month. And it's pretty much going to be 30 days of us giving you tangible things to go away and do and introduce into your business to execute and create better content that actually starts converting to cash. Because I think sometimes people learn about the content thing. They learn what performs well. They learn, you know, you maybe learn something from today. And it's one thing to learn, but it's a whole other thing to be in an environment that allows you to continue you to create and actually execute on those learnings. So the social game is basically 30 days of us committing together, building momentum, accountability for you to actually focus on the execution of your content. So think anything from mini trainings, content prompts, um, tasks and things like that that we give you that you go away and you do in real fucking time to get real time results. So I'm very, very excited for that. It's reasonably low ticket compared to a lot of my other offers. If that's something that sounds exciting or of interest to you, it's going to be a fucking vibe. If I'm entirely honest, I highly recommend you get in there. It's just going to be something where you're going to see everyone going and creating and it's going to put you in the energy of like, you're going to show up and go and create and we're going to be doing it together. I will put a link to that offer in the show notes of, of this episode for you guys and you can kind of check that out and it, you can you can get involved if you're down. But other than that, I hope you love today's episode. Don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast and also sharing any kind of like you listening, print screens of you listening to the podcast um, and tagging at the Jesse Williams podcast. It means so much, especially this being a free platform. Um, just having you guys share the podcast and things like that um, really, really helps just me get in front of more eyes and things like that. So we really appreciate it. Um, But that is all for today and I will see you in the next episode. If you want to stay up to date with future episodes, make sure to follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and find us on socials at The Jesse Williams Podcast. If you love today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend or tag us on socials. Or you can support the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode.